You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. Washington state representatives and senators are setting some resolutions for the new year. The 2024 legislative session gets started on Monday, a 60-day sprint of debating and maybe passing bills into law and making any necessary changes to the state's budget. It's also a chance for lawmakers to consider what they didn't manage to pass last year and what should be brought back for another round. Jeannie Lindsay is the state government reporter for the Northwest News Network, and she's following it all. Hi, Jeannie. Thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. So before we get into the new year, let's do a little reflecting. Remind us, what were some of the biggest laws that passed last year? Yeah, so there were a lot of hot topics covered by lawmakers last session. It was a long session, uh, more than 100 days, and a lot of people called 2023 the year of housing. And we saw a lot of bills pass with the intent of making it easier for people to build, buy, or rent places to live. Uh, We saw a few major gun laws pass, including an assault weapons ban that was challenged in court the moment Governor Inslee signed it into law. Um, And then another law uh, requiring a waiting period and safety training for gun buyers, and that just went into effect with the new year. There were also several bills passed uh, aimed at reproductive and transgender health care, privacy and ensuring that those health services are accessible for people who need them and shielding other states um, that have more restrictive laws from interfering with people trying to get that health care here in Washington. There was an abortion, drug, mifepristone stockpile. And then, of course, there was a two year budget passed and then the so-called Blake bill, which was kind of a wild ride there at the end. Um, And that made adjustments for the way the state handles drug possession penalties and addiction treatment. Yeah, let's take that budget uh, really quickly. Being an odd numbered year meant that 2023 got a new operating budget and that had a hefty $69.2 billion price tag. What was in that budget? Yeah, and Washington passes three budgets. So the operating budget is like the main budget with like services and funding for all of these different types of programs for, you know, sort of basic operations. But there was also a transportation budget and a construction budget, um, which adds to that number a little bit more. Um, It was the first time that lawmakers had two major new buckets of funding to work with. One was the capital gains tax, um, which is that, that tax on transactions for really high value um, assets like stocks and bonds. And then the revenue from the state's new Climate Commitment Act, those carbon emissions auctions. So that was two huge pieces of revenue that the state had to work with and um, lawmakers used it. So there was a good chunk of money aimed at special education specifically. um, And there were also other increases in education, which Education is is the biggest bucket of the state's budget. Um, I think it's like around half or maybe even more than that. Um, And Washington's education spending history is a very storied one. I encourage folks to look that up if they're not familiar with the McCleary decision. Anyway, uh, the operating budget also included pay raises for state employees. But overall, a lot of the new state spending from this budget that was just passed was put toward housing and addressing homelessness drug treatment, behavioral health, and climate projects because of the Climate Commitment Act. Jeannie, I'm I'm just laughing a little bit because the idea of people going and doing McCleary homework (laughs) is really getting me. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to get into it. There's no time. It's really key, though. You're right. You're right. It's like Um, a decade and a half of history (laughs) there that I'm not getting into. (laughs) 
Um, you know, w- let's put a bookmark, too, in the capital gains legislation, the capital gains tax, and, of course, the climate commitment legislation, because those are not going away. Republicans have their sights set on potentially dismantling those pieces of legislation. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Um, back to the Blake fix and why the legislature had to come back for a special session. Remind us what was going on there. Yeah. And uh, last year was my first year in this job covering the legislature. So the Blake fix, uh, what an introductory issue, right? Um, (laughs) So for folks who uh, just need to refresh their memory, the Blake fix, the state Supreme Court in 2021 issued a surprise decision um, that people really weren't expecting that struck down the state's penalties for drug possession. And the majority wrote that those those uh, former drug penalties were unconstitutional and violated people's rights to due process. So that happened in the 2021 session to many people's surprise. So the legislature essentially just passed a little Band-Aid law, a little temporary fix to handle things. And that was set to expire last summer. That did expire last summer. And so during the 2023 session, lawmakers had to pass a more permanent fix to this gaping hole in how the state would address drug uh, possession penalties. So there was a lot of back and forth about how to find the best balance of treating the public health issue of addiction while also addressing public safety concerns. So in 2023, they came back and passed this bill that made drug possession a gross misdemeanor, And then they coupled that with a bunch of different avenues aiming to provide options for people to go into treatment instead of jails. Uh, But the treatment side is still trying to scale up because there is way more demand than there are uh, resources and and availability for treatment. And it's been difficult because there has been pushback in some areas against efforts to open clinics that would specifically treat people for addiction. So that whole scenario was uh, a lot of back and forth. I mentioned it was a wild ride. The regular session ended and the the final bill was voted down, uh, much to people's surprise. So they had to come back specifically to do that bill because if they didn't, it would have just been a local issue and and it would have been patchwork all over the place. So they fixed it. And after state legislators did pass the fix, then that rolled down to the city of Seattle, for example, wrestling with that at the council level, eventually making uh, drug possession a gross misdemeanor in the city and allowing the city attorney to prosecute. Jeannie, how did legislators do last year? Did they leave a lot on the table? I would say that they were successful for three big reasons. I mean, their biggest and... uh, Honestly, their only legal priority in the legislative session is to pass the budgets, and they did that. So good job. Um, They also passed the Blake bill, and that was really, really difficult. I mean, it took a lot of back and forth, and that was the dominant issue that everybody was talking about, um, other than some of the other priorities around housing and things like that. But the Blake bill was was sort of the big has-to-get-done item. Um, So I would also say that they passed a lot of bipartisan bills. Um, Obviously, we talk a lot in politics and political reporting about the differences, but there were a lot of pieces of legislation, including on housing, where Republicans and Democrats came together to work on these issues. And that's a majority of the laws that are passed in Washington are with Republican and Democratic support. So according to a recap shared by Senate Republicans, more than 470 policies were passed last session after lawmakers filed more than a thousand bills. So 
Yeah, a lot was still left on the table, but I will say it's really common for a bill to be introduced and then for lawmakers to sort of feel it out over a couple of sessions or more. So as they have a bill working its way through the legislature, there could be a hearing, there could be work sessions, but it's a it's a conversation starter to file a bill. So a lot of legislation, um, it, it, it's pretty common to see bills filed repeatedly before they end up passing. Um, so even though there were plenty Plenty of things left on the table. Um, in a lot of ways, it was sort of an opening of a door, and we'll see some things come back this year. Okay, let's get to the 2024 preview. What do we know is likely on the list for lawmakers this year? Right. So, uh, like I was saying, a lot of the conversations that were started last year or continued last year will continue again. I mean, this is a 60-day session, uh, so they ha have a limited amount of time. So, uh, I've heard folks talk about housing um, and climate issues. They also have to talk about transportation because the legislature passed a huge transportation package just a couple of years ago. Uh, but the cost of those projects has gone up. So lawmakers are now having to face sort of a reshuffling of priorities and figuring out how they're going to approach, um, I, I think, a decade's worth of transportation projects as the costs have shifted since they passed that bill. But I think top of mind for a lot of folks, through all of this, there are these uh, these policy initiatives to the legislature that would repeal uh, some pretty major policies like the Climate Commitment Act and those carbon emissions auctions, repeal the capital gains tax, the new WACARES long-term health care tax program. Um, these initiatives also are aiming to ease back the parameters around police car chases and create a new parent bill of rights. So lawmakers have to figure out how they're going to want to handle all of that. And Jeannie, to be clear, this is work that conservatives in Washington state and Republican politicians are doing to gather signatures, to target some of the key legacy items of Governor Inslee, including the climate legislation and other Democrats in state government saying, you know, the Democrats control the legislature, but we are going to go gather signatures and try to go around that process in order to uh, repeal some of these big pieces of legislation, right? Right. Yeah. And these initiatives are really interesting because if the secretary of state verifies that there are enough valid signatures, um, a few things could happen. There's basically three scenarios that could play out. These initiatives could go to the legislature and the legislature could say, all right, sure, let's repeal it, which that's not going to happen. <laughs> the democratically controlled legislature is not going to repeal the Climate Commitment Act, but that's the, the process for initiatives to the legislature. Lawmakers could adopt the initiative language as it's proposed. They could pass their own alternative language that would then go on the ballot next to these initiatives. So voters would have basically two options in front of them, repeal Climate Commitment Act or something else. Or lawmakers could do nothing and the issues will go to voters' ballots and voters will see them and vote yes or no. So a few different things could happen and lawmakers have to decide whether they're going to pass an alternative to put on the ballots next to those things, next to those initiatives. Uh, but that could get really confusing because there are six policy initiatives and 2024 ballots are already going to be loaded in Washington state with a lot up for consideration. So it's going to be a... a key thread to to follow throughout this session. Yeah, that, that's, again, the uh, carbon reduction legislation, um, the capital gains tax, 
um, the restrictions on some types of vehicle pursuits by police, a lot of really hot button issues that will be playing out in this initiative process. Um, Jeannie, this is an even year session, which means that the legislators work is shorter this year, 60 days instead of 105 it's also an election year when a lot of politicians don't want to rock the boat too much with, you know, major moves or big spending. Uh, it's also Governor Inslee's last year in office, though, and he has laid out multiple climate policies that he wants to pass this year. So will this be a slow year for the legislature? Are we going to see a lot of action in Olympia? Yeah, the timeline is shorter. So even though lawmakers try not to add too much work on their own plates, the tighter timeline, just by nature of the the condensed time frame, it's going to feel pretty busy um, and, and pretty fast. And two months is not a lot of time. So we probably won't see a ton of brand new, shiny or super controversial proposals making their way through. Some of those things could be introduced and just sort of hang out for a little bit. But I mean, there will be some things that lawmakers have already been pre-filing bills through December. Um, so we're getting a sense of what, what our people's priorities coming into this session. But the legislature also works on a two-year cycle. So some of the laws that were left behind in 2023 could come back um, if they weren't voted down and, and outright rejected, which might be the case for a couple of bills here and there, um, particularly around climate and election stuff. So there is going to probably not be a ton of brand new things that we're seeing that that get very far. But who knows? <laughs> Try not to predict what the legislature is going to do, because that's impossible. What about Inslee? I mean, what is Inslee uh, looking at for his last year in office? Yeah, so he has um, outlined his proposed budget changes. So they passed this big two-year budget, and the budget work they do in these short sessions are basically little adjustments. And so Inslee has proposed his his vision for how he wants lawmakers to change that. A lot of it um, is rooted in his priorities that have been longstanding around housing and homelessness, addiction treatment, and behavioral health, and climate issues. So his proposed changes to the state's two-year budget include some pretty major new spending on climate projects with the Climate Commitment Act dollars, about $900 million. And then there are some things policy-wise that are tied into that. So um, I'm sure folks remember the great gas price debacle of last summer when everyone was freaking out over Washington State having higher gas prices than California. And since then, Inslee's been pretty adamant about legislators uh, considering a bill to provide more insight and transparency for gas prices and oil companies. So he's pushing for that. He also also wants the state to have a little bit more oversight uh, over oil company profits through that legislation. He's also backing a bill to prepare the state's carbon market to join with markets in California and Quebec. And he's also backing another bill that was considered last year. He wants lawmakers to bring that back and consider that bill, which would limit methane gas in new construction. So a lot of it is is climate oriented. But again, these initiative processes, especially around the Climate Commitment Act, could be a huge factor here about the future of what climate spending looks like in Washington. Yeah, the gas prices are going to be central to those campaigns to try to repeal Inslee's climate legislation. Um, Jeannie, anything else you want to add about what legislators will be up to in 2024? 
Yeah. So, I mean, some lawmakers are running for different offices, um, statewide offices or even Congress, uh, but they can't campaign during the legislative session. But some of the work that they do could be something that they talk about when they are back to campaigning after session is over. So going to be keeping an eye on just some election undercurrents as they happen in the background outside of the legislature or, you know, what lawmakers are up to while they're doing the work of lawmaking. And then there's also some issues that on a national stage are catching interest. Artificial intelligence is one of those. There was a bill that's been pre-filed to create an artificial intelligence task force. So it'll be interesting to see how Washington lawmakers address some of these high-profile high issues that people are talking about all over the place. Uh, so that's that's sort of what I'm keeping an eye on as we get into the mix. Okay, so Jeannie Lindsay, not a busy reporter in 2024. <laughs> Sorry, that was sarcasm. Jeannie, you have a lot on your plate. And thank you so much for all the work that you're doing with the Northwest News Network from Olympia. Um, Jeannie Lindsay, state government reporter for the Northwest News Network. Thanks, Jeannie. You are so welcome. Thanks for listening to Soundside. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.